It's more than talk. It's a conversation starter. Arrow.net. A-R-R-O-E.net. We are unplugged and totally uncut with Laura Gao. I'm doing great. How are you? Absolutely fantastic. Man, I got to talk about, because I'll forget about it if I don't start it off this way. I love the design of the book cover. I mean, the, the color choices, the way that, you know, right away I'm introduced to somebody that I'm going to grow with once I step inside these pages. Thank you so much. Were you part of the process of putting the book to, uh, the, the book cover itself together? Because, I mean, the, I mean that, that's such an important part to the author themselves. Yes. Um, so the book cover itself was drawn by me and uh, my colorist, Weiwei Shu, who um, is a genius when it comes to coming up with different color palettes for each location that's represented on the book cover. One of the things that I find fascinating with this book is I, I honestly believe that you are the very first person since the pandemic started that is is, is talking about uh, Wuhan in, in a very positive way. I love the way, and this is not a spoiler at the end of the book, but you go back home in the story. And, and it's mm-hmm. like, wow, I've not heard that story yet. Yeah, yeah. I mean, how the book came about was I uh, wrote a short webcomic called The Wuhan I Know back at the very beginning of the pandemic in 2020. And when I published it, it was a love letter, not only to my hometown, but also to Chinese Americans everywhere who were facing anti-Asian hate and also a reckoning with what was happening in the world. And when that comic went viral on Twitter, that was the first time I realized that my voice and my story had a place in this world and that's kind of how messy roots came out i love the way that that you openly admit to the readers as well as those that are following you that all of this started because of doodling you you were a doodler and all of a sudden now now you've got an action <laughs> graphic book here yeah no yeah I doodle all the time like my teachers probably hated it my parents too um, and now here I am as an author, so it, doodling pays off, y'all. <laughs> well, one one of the things I've always taught as as an author to to those that are, that are exploring the opportunity is I, I I'll, I'll I'll mention to them you got to doodle, you got to. They, they, what do you mean? I say when you doodle, you create a relationship with that paper. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. It's like muscle memory. You know, the more you do it, the more comfortable you are crafting whatever you want. In the book, Messy Roots, you, you take a lighthearted approach at it. But the thing is, though, is that I also feel the power of positive thinking. You, you as, as a writer, you really do come across that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, that's in, in a time where it's so harrowing, not just with um, Chinese-U.S. relations and anti-Asian hate, but I talk about being queer in the book and, you know, with so much of that happening um, in the society around us today, it's hard to have hope for what can be the future. But I wanted to represent um, not only the really hard and traumatic moments I had growing up, but also, you know, the very, uh, you know, positive, loving moments I had that keeps me hoping for a better future. I mean, to go from Wuhan to Texas, that's one heck of a culture shock. (laughs) For sure. Oh, especially when it comes to food. I mean, I mean, how how did you even embrace the moment? Oh man, I um, I remember when I first came over from Wuhan, and I was put in kind of a kindergarten class, and um, I didn't even touch the food that was served at the school because I was so unco- like unfamiliar with it. And at one point, I think I just wasn't eating enough to where my hair started falling out. Mm. And the doctor was like, oh, you're, my, my mom, he was like, your kid's not nourished, like what's happening? And then that's when she realized I wasn't eating at school. So she would 
pack me Wuhanese dishes that she would cook herself. And this is one scene in the book where, you know, you fast forward to middle school and I'm holding a plate of my mom's like home cooked dumplings <laughs> and then everyone kind of makes fun of me for it and, you know, say that like it smells bad and, you know, my school is not predominantly Asian. Um, and then I actually just kind of get bullied out of loving my culture's food and then I end up, you know, throwing it away and, and, and like not eating it. Um, and so it's interesting that like, contrast between like moving over and not being used to the U.S. food so much that I was like basically malnourished to later on like trying to shame away my own culture's food and like just how um, universal that is as a third culture um, kid. You're you're not afraid to talk about the different mindsets that that a a young adult goes through when it comes to the, the changes and stuff like that. I mean, I mean, you you even have a, a um, some part of the story includes a nightmare and 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 what it took to even draw these 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 uh, pictures because I mean you can look at it and feel exactly what you're going through. I mean, I invite uh, readers to start at the beginning, but man, if you just if you thumb through and 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 really kind of connect up with the pictures, there there really is some emotion here. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. There are some pages that honestly took me days and weeks to draw because, um, you know, I'm, I'm basically ripping off that bandaid I put for myself of these more traumatic and more, um, conflicting moments where, you know, as a teenager, there's just so much like angst and emotion, um, around like, who am I as a person? Like, mm-hmm. when will I be popular? When will I be accepted? When will my family like me and my friends? Right. And, that's like rip off that band-aid and dig back deep into some of those darker thoughts and that and the nightmare scene you talked about um not exactly a spoiler but essentially that nightmare scene is me um i guess like confronting my inner psyche that is depicted as like this giant menacing looking rabbit and there's a lot of symbolism of rabbit in Chinese culture. And when readers read the book, they'll realize what the symbolism is. Um, but that rabbit kind of symbolizes that little like demon inside of myself, but ultimately is also that identity that's like, screaming to come out and, and like stop being suppressed by who I was. Did you take the story from journals? Because I mean, in, in as as a I, I write words that go into paragraphs. I don't get the opportunity to do what you what you do with graphics. What I mean, what comes first, the chicken or the egg? In the way of d- did the story come first, or did the pictures come first, the graphics? Mm, um, I in my mind, I think in pictures. But when I write it down, I actually start off with a script, mm-hmm. and that makes it easier for me. So I can get the story. Um, down on paper and be able to revise it with my editor and like really understand the whole like character arc right that like I kind of go through as a teenager Um, but like as I was doing this I'm constantly doing on the side of like okay here's how I wrote this page down in words but here's how I think it might look um, you know just on paper when I draw it out. How do you like that feeling as as a creative mind that when when you're being called to to bring something forward such as messy roots and stuff like that it's almost like you want to sit down with your family saying okay I'm going to go write this book I'll see you in a couple of years you're going to see me in your home <laughs> but it's not it's not going to be the me that you think you know Mhm yes um you know writing this book took almost 2 years mm-hmm. from beginning to end and I definitely feel like a completely different person coming out of it later and thankfully I did in um include my family for some of the early brainstorming process where I got to 
have like for the very first time in our lives just kind of very open conversations about their own experiences when they immigrated over and talking about just like how hard and stressful it was for my dad to um you know worry about losing his job and then getting the whole family deported as a result because we didn't have our green cards you know stories that otherwise were also very suppressed because my family don't like talking about the hard traumatic moments um but it was like i I always say it's kind of like therapy (laughs) Mm 2.0 where you're able to kind of like uncover that and um you know write it a thousand times on paper and draw a thousand times on paper for strangers to look at and then by the end of it you feel like you've really fully accepted all parts of yourself, the good, bad, ugly, beautiful, everything. And when, when you write like that, one of the things that's, that's refreshing is the fact that now your, your soul is empty. So therefore, now you can you know try new things. Had, did you explore any uh, other things that, um, after the book was finished? Because all of a sudden you, you were like spit clean as what you, what you were going through. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, afterwards, you know, it, I did feel really great. Um, obviously like I'm still constantly working myself day by day but afterwards I traveled a lot kind of around the world I went to um Taiwan where I got to like connect back to my roots and culture again um I went to uh Portugal and other places just alone to really put myself out there and and, like you know remind myself how to be like a strong kind of independent person in the world and then I also started writing my second book, also with HarperCollins, that hopefully will be coming out in a few years. And this one is fiction, and that was on purpose. Laura, I got to ask you a question, only because you were talking about the rabbit and the nightmare and things like that just just a little bit ago. When you look at the front cover of this book, up there on the moon, right behind your character, is that a rabbit? Yes, that is. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Mind blown, yeah. (laughs) See, and that's what readers need to take away from this book is the fact that that there there, there really is a story here and there is symbolism. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I put a ton of motifs throughout, and I'm someone who loves it when a reader can read the same three same thing three or four times and catch new things each time so i highly encourage readers like take multiple reads because you'll catch these little like easter eggs i put in each of the panels wow laura you got to come back to this show anytime in the future the door is always going to be open for you thank you so much arrow i had a great time chatting excellent well you be brilliant today okay (laughs) thanks you too (laughs) bye-bye